Welcome everyone to the American Nomad Podcast. I am your host, the American Nomad, Rav Holly. This is the Libertarian Hour where we discuss everything from politics to current events to actual vehicle dwelling and van life living, living minimalistically uh, in this new age of <clears throat> the big V. How's everybody doing? Uh, running late today. Uh, wasn't even sure what I was going to do on a show topic today. It's... Uh, been uh, one of those days, but uh, last minute I decided I needed to suck it up and uh, get a show done today. So here I am. Um, I spent the last hour, hour and a half trying to uh, come up with a good uh, show format of what to talk about and not a whole lot going on. So uh, as far as, uh, you know, major events, I have to say that uh, my last two videos uh, on YouTube, we're doing okay. Uh, the one that I did, uh, what was over the sky in Virginia, uh, you know, it did better than most of my uh, last podcast uh, numbers wise. It was doing better. Now the the one I did have one really good video, and that's the one uh, with the missing young lady that we still don't know where. I still don't know where she's at. Uh, still haven't heard anything from her or or what's going on with her. Uh, still a lot of speculation where she is. But uh, the one the video I had. Uh, the what was over the sky of West Virginia that video did pretty well but unfortunately uh you know I don't know what it is but YouTube demonetized that video uh and my last video uh the Native American man that got uh tased by the park ranger YouTube demonetized that video as well so uh they're not completely demonetized um I guess YouTube has some kind of thing where they don't completely demonetize it. So if there's somebody that wants to run risky ads, I guess, on something that they deem that's not worthy of their uh, their ads, uh, it's not ad friendly, uh, it will run limited ads. So basically it'll get one ad at the front of the video. So you may see an ad when you start one of those videos, but it doesn't play any uh, mid rolls or anything like that. And uh, unfortunately, I would rather, you know, if uh, I would actually, I wished, I was just watching the Tim cast, uh, Tim IRL, uh, Tim Pool. I was watching his live stream. He had 54,000 people in his uh, live stream, and he was live streaming. And I sat there for probably about 20 minutes watching his live stream, trying to pick up some topics and things. And uh, I counted about $360.00. Uh, that he was getting in super chats and just the time I was in there. Uh, and he does these live streams, you know, sometimes for an hour, two hours. So, you know, if I had that kind of following, uh, I wouldn't really worry about YouTube monetization, but unfortunately I have to do this to try to, uh, uh, try to make some income off of it. I know that sucks, but it's just kind of the way it is. Let's jump into the chat here, ignoring you guys. Let's see who we got. We got Eve, Brooklyn Bulldog, Matilda. Good to see you. Happy New Year 2021. Good to see you guys. So, uh, you know, it is what it is, but uh, when YouTube demonetizes your videos and, you know, where they don't make money, it just, it's kind of, it's kind of uh, def deflating, I guess, is the word. I don't know, def you know, I don't know what the right word is. Uh, but anyway, so I'm going to have to start really, uh, I'm going to have to really start making sure that my topics are ad friendly because uh, I can't be doing these videos and uh, having all of them be demonetized. Uh, my 
fear is uh, doing a video that does very, very well and then having it demonetized. So uh, I'll be uh, trying to do more ad-friendly uh, topics in the future. I did the, uh, uh, my, I, I've listed this video as why is everyone leaving California? I've already discussed that uh, several times, but uh, my goal was to be out of California by, uh, by January 1st, and I am still here. Uh, I just don't really have, I don't know exactly where I want to go. And uh, a couple of places I was looking at, I checked the weather and it's 21 degrees in one place and like 27 degrees in the other place. And I'm like, man, and if you're vehicle dwelling, uh, what people don't understand or, or a lot of people don't understand, one of the things when you become a vehicle inhabitant, a vehicle dweller per se, or van lifer or whatever you want to call it, refer to us as, uh, you are very much affected by the weather. That's going to be one of your biggest obstacles is the weather. Uh, if you're somewhere, if you're in Death Valley when it's 115 degrees and you're in a vehicle, if you don't have that vehicle running, uh, you're going to be miserable uh, if it's not running with the air conditioner on. If you're in Alaska and it's 10 degrees below and you don't have a wood heater or a diesel heater or some kind of really good heater to heat the inside of that vehicle and you're trying to use propane to heat it, you're going to have like a, a swamp on the inside of your vehicle. So uh, that's one thing I think a lot of people don't take into consideration when they get into van life. Or that, I think that catches them by surprise a little bit, which it shouldn't. I mean, if you go to the mall in the middle of the summertime and you park your car uh, in, you know, in the direct sunlight, you go in the mall and you're shopping around in the mall and it's nice and cool in there. It was nice and cool when you exit your car, but when you come back to your car, it's a freaking heat wave when you open that door. Now you got to realize you're living in a vehicle. So, you, you know, that's what you're faced with, uh, you know, if you're in where it's really, really hot. Fortunately for me, for the last four years... Uh, once I left Joshua Tree, uh, I've been here in L.A., and uh, there's only been, maybe out of the last three years, there's probably only been, I would say, maybe 10 to 15 days uh, in my RV when I was in Bertha and the Snap-on truck. There's probably only been 10 to 15 days that were just so hot it was miserable. Now, I went out to Palm Springs this summer to do a job. Uh, on a reality show to shoot a pilot for a reality show and ended up staying out in Palm Springs for two or three days and it was 103, 106 degrees out there and basically I sat in a truck stop uh, like a Love's truck stop and just left my truck running. It ran, you know, I burned up a tank of diesel. I'd made decent money so I wasn't too worried about it but I basically burned up a tank of diesel because my truck, the main air conditioner doesn't run unless the truck's running. It's got a big overhead. I think it's, uh, God, what is it? 15,000 BTU or 16,000 BTU. I think it's a 16,000 BTU air conditioner. It'll cool the truck off almost instantly. It's, it's a big air conditioner cause it's a snap on truck. Uh, but you got to have the truck running for it to work, which burns a lot of diesel. Uh, good to see you, Brooke. Uh, I mean, uh, Brooke, uh, Eve, Brooklyn English Bulldog, Matilda. Oh, sorry to hear that. What what happened? Uh, let's see. Oh no, uh, Eve, you're on complete bed rest from COVID pneumonia. Oh no, you caught it, Eve. 
That's not good. Uh, how are you doing? How are you feeling? You're on bed rest, so you're not probably not feeling too great. Jesus. Uh, take care of yourself. Uh, it's uh, you know, it's if you if you're sick from it, uh, it's not a walk in the park. Uh, if you have, uh, you know, there's people that are asymptomatic that it really doesn't affect them that much. But if you're, uh, if you get sick from it, it's not a walk in the park. So, uh, really take care of yourself. Hey, random nomad. Good to see you, buddy. Um, so our friend, uh, our friend, uh, Eve Brooklyn, the English bulldog, it looks like the, uh, big V caught up to her. She says she's on complete bed rest from COVID from the the v pneumonia hmm really sorry to hear that eve uh i think you still have my phone number uh eve if you still have my phone number if you, if you need anything let me know uh are you you're on complete bed rest so are you one of your daughters or are you hanging out in your van because uh, i know you were do, trying to do the van life thing so uh where uh where are you these days i know you're still here in la i'm pretty sure uh, Brooklyn English Bulldog Eve says that's how I got it from someone that was asymptomatic yep uh, people don't realize you do have to be careful uh, those asymptomatic people that have it and don't know they have it uh, the last time I was around someone um not that long ago, I guess a month ago now, month and a half ago, uh, that had the tested COVID three days after we were hanging out, uh, or a couple two days after we were hanging out, um, they were asymptomatic. They never even got, they never got a, she never, she never really got, she never got a fever. She never got anything. She just had some body aches and that's why she decided to get tested, uh, cause she was having just some body aches, but she never really got, that was it. She had some body aches for one day and then she was done. And uh, I was very curious to see if I was actually going to get sick, sick again. And I think I got a little bit, uh, I felt like a little run down. So it makes me wonder, you know, if I caught like a little, uh, a little sliver of it, but because I'd already had it, it didn't uh, affect me near as near like it did before, because probably I have like the antibodies built up still. Um. Uh, so Eve, where where were you at? Were you, I uh, guess, visiting relatives or visiting friends when you caught it? I mean, I don't want to be, you know, trying to get into your business. I just wonder, you know, the thing about it is, is like I've said, I've said this in past podcasts. I mean, everybody's eventually probably going to get it. Um, you know, it is, it is what it is. That's the only way. I think that's the only way we're ever going to get out of it, though, is if if pretty much people get it and get it over with. <laughs> The unfortunate thing, though, with that is, uh, you know, like my buddy Jerry, um, you know, guy's 39 years old. Uh, I, he was 39. I didn't realize. I was thinking, God, I'd known Jerry since he was just a kid. So I didn't realize he was 39. Um, but he was actually 39 years old. But uh, it killed him in four days. He was gone in four days. Uh, he caught it on the he caught it, tested positive on the 21st. And he passed away on, I guess, five days. He passed away on the 26th. So five days. 
And uh, so evidently, they talk about this new strain, and evidently it's pretty rough. Um, but anyway, uh, I wanted to uh, jump in really quick uh, about uh, the, this whole YouTube thing, because what a lot of you don't know is I had pretty much promised myself that this was going to be my last year with uh, trying the YouTube thing. Uh, if I couldn't get it past 10,000 subscribers on one of these channels... And, uh, as you can see, I came up way short. Uh, we actually, I actually lost a lot of subscribers on this channel. It was at 6,200 or something like that. And it dropped down to like 5,800 and now we're climbing back up almost to 6,000 again. So I basically, uh, said to myself that, uh, or I told myself the beginning of, uh, 2020, that this is going to be my last year to try this thing and put, you know, devote any time or money into it. Uh, if I couldn't, make it try to get it to be successful and uh you know i've spent a lot of time trying to perfect this thing so that's why i decided right at the end of the year to go ahead and pay for this stream yard and try to really work uh to uh, make a push for the end of the year and uh i've done that and uh it's still pretty much the same results but I have to take into consideration I had to have a come to Jesus come to Jesus moment with myself I have to have, take into consideration that I missed like three months uh, because when I lost my other office I wasn't podcasting for three months uh, until I could get into this office so I had to take a long break or a long hiatus while I got moved out of my old office into this new place once I lost my job the other thing I had to take into consideration is I have no job. So this is pretty much my job right now. I, you know, I, my whole deal was, you know, if I couldn't make this thing work, then I needed to quit doing it and get a, you know, get a job and focus my attention on a job instead of worrying, trying to do this YouTube thing. But, um, I've actually learned a few things. Uh, I've really, uh, been studying YouTube I took the whole new year and really have been studying YouTube. I found some new information that I didn't know uh, about the algorithm and stuff. So I'm kind of excited about maybe being able to make a push at this thing and get it going again. What I will say is there's a possibility that I may cut these live streams back from three a week to just one a week. I may just do the live stream on a Wednesday. And, uh, put out other videos on Monday and uh, uh, Friday. Uh, I need to get back to doing some short form videos because people don't really watch these long videos, these long form videos. Uh, if it's an hour long, people look at it and they go, oh, that's too long. I can look at the analytics and see this. And until I had that, uh, until I had the one video that did very well, they got over, it's gotten over 5,000 it's got over 5,000 views now. Uh, until I had that video, um, my old channel, Nomad News, was actually doing better uh, this month than, uh, than this channel, which I've been putting out videos three times a week for quite some time. Uh, the Tiffany Dover video uh, kind of did very well and took off. And if every one of my videos would be a Tiffany Dover video, if every one of these podcasts was a Tiffany Dover podcast, I'd be set. I'd be okay with it. But, uh, you know, when it gets two or 300 view or hundred views or 50 views, uh, it's, uh, you know, I got, I have to do something else. I have to work to try to make this thing successful. 
So, uh, you know, that's kind of the way I'm looking at it right now. And uh, I was listening to one of the YouTube coaches. I watch all these uh, guys that are YouTube gurus that try to teach you how to, you know, have more success at YouTube. And he basically said, like, if you're doing long form content and you don't have a huge audience watching you, then you're spinning your wheels because nobody's going to watch your rebroadcast or going to watch your video. And so I, I get it. Let's say uh, I need to. There we go. Uh, uh, let's see. Matilda says in L.A. County, currently every 15 minutes someone someone is dying of COVID. Yes, I heard that. Um, Brooklyn Eve says I did stay I did stay in the van for three days, unable to move or drive, sheer exhaustion. But after getting so short of breath, they wanted to admit me. But after getting steroid shot. And meds, I felt a little better. Matilda says, I think LA County is going to get herd immunity because so many people are getting it. Matilda says, Rap check your PayPal, send you a super chat. Oh my God, Matilda, thank you so much. I'm not, that's not what this, this is about. I'm just trying to give you guys the reality of it. I really appreciate that, though, Matilda. Uh, Eve says, I w- was watching a seven year old that was asymptomatic and it got a hold of, oh man. Yep. So one of my good friends up in, uh, thank you so much for the $40, uh, super chat, Matilda. I really appreciate it. Um, so one of my good friends, uh, that literally lives up in, um, Wyoming, he lives in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming. And, uh, you know, he was, he was pretty, uh, he was on the, uh, you know, stop fear mongering and stop doing this. And, you know, he was on that whole trip, uh, back when, you know, the, the V first broke out and, um, he was, he was, uh, you know, he was really on that, he was on that kick and, um, it was funny because he was one of the very first people I know that actually ended up getting, uh, the, the big V and he got it because his daughter, he lives on a, he lives on a ranch and like a log cabin looking house in the middle of Wyoming. So when he was bitching and complaining about everybody fear mongering over the V back in like March and April, uh, you know, I would think to myself, yeah, well, you know, you're not going to get it. You don't have to worry about it. You're out there by your damn self. You know, you don't see anybody. You're literally, you know, secluded in on this you know, hundreds of acres of a ranch, nobody's going to see you. So you don't even have to worry about getting it. So, you know, you can say anything you want to say, you know, there's people like us that are city dwellers that are around, you know, people every day and we have to worry about it. He was one of the first people that got it. He was literally one of the first people that got it. And he got it because his daughter brought his grandkids, his granddaughters to come see him and his granddaughters who were, you know, little toddlers they had it and they didn't, none of the, none of them knew they had it and they gave it to him and he got really sick. He lost about, I think he lost about 15 pounds in about two weeks. So he got, he got really sick. He doesn't really, you know, admit that he did, but I could tell because once he made a comeback, uh, into, uh, you know, back into social media on Facebook and stuff, you could see that, uh, he had lost a lot of weight. I got to type something in right quick.
Uh, but yeah, so anyway, there's uh, the funny thing is, is one of the biggest topics on YouTube right now is um, the mass exodus of California. Still, uh, that's uh, people making these videos about people exiting California and why, you know. And so I look, I have this new tool that I've had for like two or three years, and uh, it's called TubeBuddy. And you plug it into your browser and it'll help you with your, your you know, it'll help you with your, basically I used it for the keywords and stuff a little bit, but I just had the free version of it. So it was pretty limited. And uh, I started watching this girl that was trying to teach you how to, you know, do better on YouTube. And that's what she, she basically said, I use the paid version of TubeBuddy. And since I've done that, my videos have exploded. Because what I learned is uh, when I come up with a title, I've always been just kind of lost searching for a title that was a good title. And you come up with a title and you think, oh, that's a good one. And then you do the video and it doesn't do anything. You're like, huh, that's weird. So, um uh, Ended up signing up for the paid version of TubeBuddy, and it's been kind of eye-opening because I can throw a title in this keyword. Uh, they have this keyword judging thing that, uh, and it'll tell. And I'll think I have a great title, and I'll throw it in there, and it'll tell. It'll rate it poor. So like, uh, like I'm leaving California doesn't do. It didn't rate very well, uh, but. It's a play on words. You just keep playing the words. And finally, I did a why, uh, why are people leaving California? And that one actually did pretty well. So, uh, so that's why we titled the video that, if anybody is wondering. But uh, I was up, I was up um, this, I was up this, all, all night, I was looking at buses. I've been doing this lately. Uh, one reason I wasn't for sure that I was going to get this show off the road uh, done today, uh, I actually found a bus that uh, I really, really, really uh, am interested in. And Sorry, guys. I have to type and um, Let's see if I can make this thing work. There we go. Um, I, um, I found this bus that I really, I really, really, really do like. It is, uh, it's exactly what I want, uh, exactly what I've been looking for, the year I've been looking for, and if I could get, um, if I could get the, um, if I could get my Snap-on truck sold, and if I could get Bertha sold, I could buy it, or even my Harley. Uh, the funny thing is, is, there's one of these buses. Uh, there's one of these buses that's a, it's a year newer that's uh, listed right now uh, for sixty thousand dollars, which is you know not even I can't even consider that. That's so far out of my price range. Uh, you know I'd have to take out a freaking loan like a mortgage to be able to afford that. 
But this other bus, uh, that one's a 89. It's, uh, like I said, it's 60,000. It's listed at $60,000. So I'm going to show you this real quick. Let me see if I can bring it up. Um, if you guys will bear with me here, I'm trying to, uh, find stuff. Let's see. I have a shrunken screen, so I'm not, there we go. Um, so, so this is what kills me right here. So, um, when I first, I took Bertha off the market, which I get, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place today. Uh, when I took Bertha off of the market, uh, the reason I really got excited about putting Bertha on the market to sell Bertha is because I think Bertha is a beautiful rig, but maybe I'm just biased because I own it. Uh, but I do think it's a beautiful rig, and it worked for me perfect for a couple of years until I outgrew it and wanted more space. Uh, but anybody looking for a rig that's small that they can park at a parking meter, you can park it at a parking meter, uh, you know, in, in, in the city. I've parked it, I parked it right across from the state capitol in Austin at a parking meter. It's 24 foot long. It's exactly uh, from one parking meter to another parking meter. So it's perfect. Uh, and it's bigger than a, B, a regular B-class van. But I, uh, I had saw, when I got really big hopes about selling Bertha, I had saw an old Ford B-class van that was like a 72. And it was not nice. It had that old brown shag carpet on the inside of it. It was like a chocolate brown cover with like a tan high top. Uh, you know, it, it, there was nothing, there was nothing, uh, what's the word, extravagant about it. It was very dated. I mean, very, 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 very dated. And it went for $12,500. It sold like immediately for $12,500. And I'm thinking, damn, huh? and it, and it, you know, it was a, you know, it was a B class. It was a full, a regular B class, but, uh, you know, and it was a Ford. So I guess maybe somebody that's really into a Ford instead of Dodge, I guess people are leery, maybe more leery of Dodges. I don't know. And there's more Dodge campers than there are Fords. But, uh, you know, I listed Bertha and just had people like, uh, you know, bow breeding me, you know, or uh, tower kicking and, you know, uh, trying to beat me down on the price. You know, I had people, I had so many people like uh, just email me, hey, I'll give you 6500 for it. Hey, I'll give you 4500 for it. I have 4500 cash. I'm sure you'll take that, right? You know, and I was like, no, I mean, I'll let it, if for $4,500, I'll take it to my dad's in Texas. I'll park it out in the field where he parks all of his old rigs and I'll let it set there for 30 years. That's what he does. You know, that's the old farmers and ranchers. That's what they do when they get, they don't sell a vehicle. My dad doesn't sell vehicles. Uh, he can sell them uh, when he parks them there, you know, they can be sold. But when he gets a new vehicle, he doesn't sell his old vehicle. He parks it in the field and it just becomes a, a field ornament. And that's what I'll do with Bertha before I sell it for $4,500. It'll just become a field ornament. Uh, but then I get, you know, I get on like the Facebook marketplace. And uh, here is a, let me do a screen share here. Um, here is, oh, I messed up. Let me try this again. Here is a... Um, Oh, I don't need sound. 
here is a rig that's almost it's it's a 95 it's a little newer than bertha but it's for nineteen thousand five hundred dollars but it's the same front end pretty much as bertha now it's a it's the newer front end but it's just a dodge b class with a pop-up it's a low top with a pop-up and these things are notorious for leaking it does have a generator i mean it's not a bad looking b class <laughs> But to me, Bertha is so much more homier than this thing. It's got the little tiny refrigerator. I mean, but, the, you know, there are people out there that want that little, just that little B-class, I guess. But, yeah, I'm not uh, not impressed. 19500 But it'll, I mean, this thing will sell. A little two-burner two cook stove. You know, Bertha's got a big four-burner cook stove with a, uh, you know, with a magic shelf oven. Uh, that works great. I've cooked pizzas in it. You name it. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I want to show you guys. Let me see how I do this. Go back here. I need to find uh, my... There we go. So I want to show you guys this. This is the coach. This is the kind of coach I want. Um, and this is a 1989 Bluebird Wonder Lodge, and it is listed for 60 grand. As you can see, can't really. I don't know. How I can make these pictures bigger. Let's see if I can do that. There we go. So. Um, it's listed for 60 grand. It's you know the inside is, it's a 89. Uh, but it's, you know, it's pretty nice. It's big, but it's, like I said, it's freaking, I like the, I like the shower a lot. It's 60 freaking grand. So that's the front of it. Let me, how do I get the freaking pictures over to the, try this. There we go. So there's the bedroom. Uh, I don't like the mauve pink on this thing, but this is the rig. So this is a 40 foot bluebird. And 40 foot, I, I wanted like a 35 foot. I didn't really want the 40 foot with the dualies because these tires are like $500 a piece if you can find them for $500 a piece. So this rig's got eight tires on it. So $500 a piece, I mean, that's a hell of a lot of money in tires um, to replace them all. So, you know, and these rigs, they're expensive. You know, it's a bus. So when things break, it's expensive. You know, so I, I take that into consideration uh, when, you know, we are living on the budget I'm living on. Uh, but if I got something like this, I could get it to like, I'm, I'm thinking like I could get to Texas and I could, you know, just pull it into an RV park and a long-term RV park. There's lots of them in Texas that are two or three, two, two fifty, three hundred, three fifty dollars, three hundred fifty dollars a month. So I found this one. This one is actually in Texas. And it was owned by a gentleman who was restoring it and working on it. And uh, the gentleman passed away, and now his son has it. And his son has let it been sitting for 16 months, and his son just wants to get rid of it. It comes with five new tires, and it's exactly what I want. So I'm in the process of trying to negotiate with the guy, and uh, he, he, he talks about, uh, doing a trade 
So if he would do a trade, um, I would trade him my Snap-on truck and my Harley, the two of them, for the motorhome. And then that would still leave me with Bertha that I could sell and uh, have a little bit of uh, cushion there uh, for the money I get for Bertha. So that way I would have a little money in my pocket if there anything went wrong with the bus because I would have to put the new tires on the bus. I'd need to get a mechanic to come and probably kind of give it a, a once over or a look over and check it out and make sure, you know, it was it was mechanically sound. The other thing about this bus is it's a 1988 model and it only has 35,000 miles on it. Now, people get all giddy about that uh, when they find a motorhome that's really low mileage like that. And it's great because that engine in that bus, it's got the cat engine, which I really want. If I had my choice, I would put the, I would put a, I would want a, a bus with a Cummings 8.3 in it uh, with a six speed Allison transmission. That one's got the cat in it, which is, it's a great engine. It's just not as uh, bulletproof as the 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 mechanical 8.3 Cummings. That's the the creme, creme de la creme. But the Cat engine's a good engine. But they you know they do can have problems with the uh, uh, the turbo the boost uh, whatever it is. They you know I've I've looked into this, and uh, but. It's only got 35,000 miles on it. Now, I've looked at, I've seen buses, like Bluebird buses, like uh, commercial buses that this, cha it's what this chassis is. I've seen these buses with 350, 450, 500,000 miles on them. So this bus, this, this Bluebird has 35,000 miles on it. So it's, you know, even 100,000, 150,000 miles. I mean, it's still just getting broke in. So uh, it hasn't been driven a lot. Now, a lot of times that means all your hoses need to be replaced. Um, you're going to have your hoses that need to be replaced because they've just weathered. They haven't been used. It's been parked. It's just like when you park something and the tires go bad on it. You know, the, the rubber, it ages a lot faster when it's not being used. So you might have to replace the hoses, all your belts, your serpentine belts. And you may have a lot of weak things like gaskets and things like that that have dried up from its setting. You know, you may have a lot of leaks and those things will have to be gone through and replaced uh, doing periodic maintenance. So I understand that uh, when you have an RV that's setting, you're, you, you could be opening up a can of worms is what I'm saying. So if you ever go out and find a low mileage RV that's old, now if it's new, you know, if it's a, let's say it's a 20 you know, it's a 2017 and it's got, you know, 20,000 miles on it. Yeah, whatever. You know, it's been sitting in somebody's driveway. They're, you know, taking it out once or twice a year to go to, you know, the Grand Canyon or, you know, Yosemite or something like that. Okay, I understand that. But when you start getting into 30, 40 year old vehicles that only have 35, 40,000 miles on it, that means that vehicle has been setting the majority of its life. So you're definitely going to have, you not, you may not, but there's a good possibility you will have mechanical issues when it comes to belts, hoses, uh, things like that. So anyway, uh, this bus is literally right outside of Dallas. So my plan is if I can work with this guy, if he'll work with me, or if he decides he wants the snap-on truck, I would have to uh, load the snap-on truck take it to Texas, trade it, 
uh, get the tires on the bus and have to, I'd have to bring the bus back here or I would take the bus to my brothers in New Mexico or my dad's in West Texas and leave the bus, fly back here to California, close this office up uh, and get Bertha sold. I'd have to get a push to get Bertha sold. And then as soon as Bertha was sold or get in Bertha and take Bertha back to Texas and sell Bertha once I get back to Texas, as soon as I get back to, uh, or as soon as I get Bertha sold, then I will have a little bit of money. But the main thing is, um, you know, with this, even the snap on truck, I don't drive around with a whole lot of, uh, I haven't been able to drive around with a whole lot of, uh, what is a safety net, you know, in my bank account, basically. And with this COVID thing and not working, uh, you know, I live basically live off what I've saved, you know what I mean? And that's basically that dwindles quick uh, when you're not working. I did a music video like a couple of months ago and that helped out. But, you know, that it, it all goes away pretty quickly when you don't have stuff coming in. Now, when you drive a bus like that, that 40 foot uh, Bluebird Wonder Lodge, when you drive a bus like that, that bus, um, the it, you know, if that thing, uh, if that thing was to break down, let's just say it was to break down. Now I'd have to get the good Sam insurance. If you if you have a have a rig and you're not don't have good Sam insurance or you don't have the RV AAA RV insurance, which I think is like eighty five or eighty eight dollars a year or something like that, you're crazy. Because if that bus right there was to break down. It could cost upwards of a thousand dollars just to tow it somewhere. So, you know, that's a, you know, that's one thing that I look at and the rigs that I have, uh, whoops, the rigs that I have are uh, cheap. You know, like a Bertha breaks down. I've, I've had Bertha towed on the on a flatbed truck. Uh, you know, a tow truck with a flatbed has come out and picked up Bertha like a car and pulled her right up on the back of a truck and took her to the shop. So this thing's not like that. If this bus breaks down on you on the side of the road, you are literally going to have to call out one of those big semi-tow truck uh, tow vehicles to tow it to a shop. So it's a bit, it's a lot bigger expense. Uh, <clears throat> Matilda, uh, let's get back in the comments here, see what you guys are saying. Mm. Eve says, oh, prayfully, um, prayfully you get it, Rav. We'll see. I'm not going to get my hopes up about it. Um. Uh, I mean, there's always other rigs, but I just think it's funny that this is the exact rig I had in my head. Now, I didn't have the, I was not looking for the 40 foot. I was more into, there's like a 36 foot version that doesn't have the tandem axle or the drag axle on the back. The drag axle means it has dual dual wheels in the back. There's the two front wheels in the in the front, your steer wheels, and then there's two dualies. Like Bertha has dualies in the back, but it's just one set of tires. So there's four tires in the back, on two on each side, and then there's two drive steer tires. So you have all of five tires on Bertha. This big rig has a, a drag axle, what's called a drag axle. So when you're on the freeway, you can drop that, you know, like a, like a provost. I don't know about this bluebird. I don't think this bluebird is this way, but like on a provost that has a drag axle, a lot of times you'll see the drag axle only has one tire on each side instead of the dualies. 
but that drag axle uh, on a pro- Prevost, a Provo, uh, big, you know, the French bus, you can lift it up. You can actually lift it up. So if you're turning uh, somewhere because the steering radius, you got to have a freaking football field to turn that thing around if they're 40 feet long. And some of the Prevosts are 45 foot long, 42, 45 foot. So you lift, you have hydraulics and you can lift that drag axle up off the ground so it turns easier. Uh, so I always take into consideration looking at these buses, uh, you have to look at the price of tires. And that's why you have these semi trucks uh, all the time throwing rubber off on the road. You see what they call, the truckers call them alligators because they bite you when you're going down the road. If you're a little car and you run over that big truck tread that's in the middle of the road it can demolish your car but the reason you see those those uh big alligators is what they call them the the truck tread the tread that's been thrown off of a truck tire uh the reason those are so prevalent in the road is because truckers buy used tires they buy retreads uh that they put on their trailers uh you know on the truck on the you know on the the truck, they actually put, you know, good tires, but on the trailers that they're dragging, a lot of times they'll put, uh, retreads. There's a lot of times their back tires, they'll put retreads on the back tires, you know, on, on the truck itself as well. And they're notorious for coming apart. Uh, let's see. Random Nomad says, and shop expense on the bus is a lot more compared to Bertha. Yes, exactly. Now, there is a guy, I was going to, I'll show you this guy, if I can find it. There is a guy in Florida that I actually am following him on uh, Instagram now. And uh, he's got a YouTube channel. Uh, Let's see, where is he at? Let's see, how would I find that? Uh, But he has a YouTube, a little YouTube channel just starting out. And it's crazy because he's a mechanic. He's a mobile mechanic, and he specializes in this bus. There is a video of him finding uh, the exact type of bus that uh, you know that that I that I that I have here, exact model and everything. Let's see if I can find the video here. Uh, <clears throat> I've been watching so many of these Wonder Lodge videos. But anyway, what I'm kind of uh, hinting at is, um, you know, with Bertha, with a rig like Bertha, you can uh, have Bertha and basically, you know, live on a shoestring budget. You don't have to have a lot of money in the bank for a rig like Bertha. Even if she goes in the shop, uh, it's not going to, it shouldn't cost you like an arm and a leg. You know, I had some pretty significant repairs I had to do. Uh, the fan came apart on Bertha and went through the radiator and I had to put it in, I had to put Bertha in the shop and, you know, the repair bill was like 500 bucks. And then I had some other things done. Uh, and I spent like $500, uh, which, you know, this bus, you know, that could be two or $3,000. I don't know where in the heck, uh, that video went. Probably scrolling right by it. Let me put, um, bear with me, guys. Here it is. So it's a guy at Gino's Garage. Now, he is in Florida, so I'd have to get this freaking bus to Florida. Let me, uh, 
I don't know if you guys will be able to hear the sound. Let me know if you can hear the sound on this. So this bus had been sitting for five years. It's the exact same bus that I'm looking at. It's an 88. Now, this isn't the bus, though. This is a different bus. This bus was found in Florida. In Orlando. And they'd been sitting in an RV park for five years. I guess somebody was living in an RV park. Thanks for letting me know, random number. Nice big bedroom. So, my whole deal is, um, you know, I'm I'm trying to look at the long. I'm look, trying to look at the long term here. I could, um, with a bus like that, I, I've never been a fan of RV parks. That's never been, you know, my whole thing. But my deal now is with the COVID and everything that's going on that I wouldn't mind having a big RV like that and just being in an RV park that's $250, $300 a month. You know, living, you know, to me, that's li that's living in luxury. Getting rid of the expense of this, uh, this studio or this office, uh, which is costing me, you know, $400 a month. And then I have a storage right down the street that's another $150 a month. Uh, you know, so for God, what is that? Five fifty a month. You know, I could be living in that bus in an RV park, and the bus that I'm looking at, uh, the di the 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 front. You know, there's a there's a couch on one side, and the guy that had it actually built a desk on the other side of it. You guys didn't get to see that picture. I didn't show it to you, but it's already got like a desk. Now I would take what he did and do it a little differently but he's already did the the bones are there so it would be very easy for me to reconfigure that desk area the way I want it so I could have my whole podcast space in the bus if that makes sense and if I'm plugged up to electricity I can have my lights I can have everything that I have right here in the bus if that makes sense. And then I could do my podcast and do my YouTubing and everything from the bus and have, you know, have something that's, you know, that's mine. But anyway, uh, I, I labeled this video why people are, get, are, are leaving California and I haven't even touched on that. But the reason people are leaving California is so uh, there was a gentleman up in San Francisco that uh, was just released from prison. 
uh, he had been released from prison. He had been brought up on uh, new charges, or he had been arrested recently on new charges. Let me see if I can find the article. So this, uh, yeah, here we go. So this gentleman had just been released from prison, and they released him from prison because of the COVID thing, you know, which is what they do. Uh, this article is from January the 2nd. They released this gentleman from prison, Troy Raymond McAllister, 45, uh, who was released on April 10th from state prison, sentenced for robbery. He was not charged with new crimes by the district attorney. One of these crimes was car theft. It wasn't like he, you know, it wasn't like he shoplifted a bottle of booze from a liquor store and they didn't charge him for it. They would not prosecute this or, or, or levy new charges on this piece of, but in San Francisco. And it was theft, car theft. And they wouldn't prosecute him for car theft. And what happened? Of course, he gets drunk in a dr he gets drunk in a stolen car on New Year's and runs over two pedestrians in San Francisco, downtown San Francisco, a young Asian girl or, you know, like in her 20s. And uh, I'm not sure who the other I just saw the picture of the Asian girl and kills them, two pedestrians. And because and this guy had just stolen a car. Uh, like a week ago, and was caught in it, and they wouldn't prosecute him. They wouldn't file new charges, and they just let him go in a stolen car. After he had just stolen a car, they just let him go. Uh, California is, is done. I mean, it's just going to get, it, it is literally just going to get worse. Uh, and anybody that's got the wherewithal and the means to get out of California are getting the hell out of California. And if you're in this state and you're staying in this state, you're out of your mind because this stuff is just going to get worse. Uh, they're releasing people here in Los Angeles like crazy uh, prisoners being left, you know, being released. And, you know, the they're suing uh, to be released, and they're releasing from jail. So you're putting all of this criminal element right out there on the street. They don't have jobs. What are they going to do? They're going to prey on people that have stuff. They're going to be breaking into your houses. They're going to be breaking into your vehicles, which is what just happened to my truck. So if you're sitting uh, here in California and you're not, uh, you know, you're not looking at leaving, you have to be out of your mind. This state is just going to, it's just going, uh, it's just going down the drain. The golden state is not so golden anymore. Richard Kempel, long time, buddy. Good to see you. Detox D, my man. Good to see you guys. Uh, Random Nomad says, some parks charge you for electric too on top of lot rent. Very true, Random Nomad. But the other thing is, is, you know, if I don't want to stay in an RV park, I could take that rig and park it out at my brother's ranch. And I could stay out there. Uh, but I looked around. You know, in Texas, there's a lot of, you know, here in California, not so much. I mean, I know an RV park downtown Long Beach. I think the freaking, the space rent a month on that RV park, the last time I checked, was $1,250 a month. To park your own 
MFNRV in their RV park is $1,250 a month. Now, there's a couple of cheaper ones here in L.A. that are just dog crap RV parks. I mean, they're just bottom of the barrel, run down, shanty RV parks, and they're $750 a month. But you have... because. That's as cheap as you're going to get rent here in California. So you have a lot of people that are barely scraping by that are living in that RV, those type of RV parks. So you have a, a very poor element of people, but it's seven fifty a month. But I know there's parks out in, uh, you know, there's even a park in in uh, in Bakersfield. I stayed at uh, it's called Bear Creek. I, there, I actually did a video. It's on this channel. Or it's on my other channel. When I stayed there, it was twenty. $25 a night. I mean, that's that's what you're talking about. And it was free electric, free internet, free washroom, free, uh, even had a free laundry room. The laundry room was free. It didn't have the, it didn't have the coin machine. You know, you didn't have to put quarters in the machine to use their, their washing machine in their dryer. They had a free dryer and washing machine in the laundry room and a shower, big shower. So, uh, you know, I, I think I'm actually, you know, I'm just trying to figure out logistics. Like, what am I going to do? I need to get the hell out of California. So that's kind of, you know, the that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. Uh, Random Nomad says, so much for me to go out there to visit Cali. True, and get a good generator and be awesome off-grid. Exactly. So one thing, the one reason I look at these Wonder Lodges um one reason I look at these Wonder Lodges, Random Nomad, is because, do you know, does everybody know who Chris Penn is? Do you guys know who Chris Penn is with the off-grid schoolie? Let me see if I can bring him up for you guys. Um, so Chris Penn, he's changing the name of his channel, so the off-grid schoolie is going away. Um, he literally just finished his bus. Uh, he just finished his bus, and he bought a school bus. So now uh, the old channel, the old channel uh, off-grid schoolie is now going to be called uh, Zeppelin Travels because he started out in a B-class Dodge camper van a lot like Bertha. Let's see. Let me see if I can bring this up. Well, that's not what I was trying to click. I just closed the whole window. Let's see. But anyway, uh, Chris Penn, I've been watching his YouTube channel for years. And uh, he had bought a, a B-class, I mean, a big A-class RV, a very nice one, like a $50,000 B-class RV. It was kind of short. I think it was a 35-foot uh, RV uh, a few years back. And he hated it. He had a lot of expense, a lot of problems with it. He hated it. And he ended up um, trying to bring up. He ended up buying a freaking school bus and uh, did a roof raise on a school bus. Okay, let me do a screen share here. Whoops. Oh, I messed it up. Okay, so here's Chris's bus right here. Uh, if the picture will come up, because it won't, try this one. 
What's the deal, Bill? There it is. So there's this is Chris's bus, the off-grid schoolie. Now, he's did a little bit of changing. He doesn't have that thing like that anymore, that pa patio. Uh, but when he bought this bus, he did a roof raise on it. He cut the roof off of it and raised the roof. I've talked about this before. And I was not impressed at all about having a school bus as a as an RV. That just was not my thing. But then I... I Continu continuously kept up with this bus as he's progressed with it. And the more he built the inside of this bus out, the more I fell in love with it because it's like a real freaking house. I mean, it is amazing on the inside. He used all, he's, it's got like real kitchen cabinets. He's got like a huge double door, uh, in, you know, residential refrigerator. Uh, he's got I think nine Battleborn batteries and he's got 17 or 1800 watts of solar on the roof. And he built this thing as, and it's, he named it the off grid schoolie. It's got a hundred gallons of water. Uh, the water tanks, a hundred gallons. So, I mean, it is set. He can go out for like a month at a time in you know, Ehrenberg or wherever in Arizona. I've looked at that because I love the, I the idea of building out your own rig like that and building it to be off grid. The only problem is, is I'm too lazy. I've watched all the man hours and all of the work he's put into this bus. Now he just finished it. If you haven't, if you haven't seen his channel, he just finished this bus. It's painted white uh, with black. It's done. He just finished it. And it's absolutely mind blowing. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing rig, but with me, here's a Wonder Lodge. I like these Wonder Lodges because they're already built out. Now, these Wonder Lodges have, the one I'm looking at has a hundred gallons of fresh, has a hundred gallon freshwater tank, has 75 gallon uh, gray tank and a 75 gallon black tank. So these things are already set up to be off grid. And these things, when they were built, were built as, you know, they were the, Rolls-Royce of motorhomes. There's the kind that I'm looking at right there. This is a little older one. I think this is like a 85 or 86. And I'm looking at an 88. Uh, but these things, they even have like a, a, a musical horn. I don't know if you guys know this. Like you can program in songs. Like a lot of them will play like a, on the road again. It's like this little musical horn. Uh, these Wonder Lodges, I'm in love with them like this one right here. These are the older ones. I actually like this year model, but I don't like the inside because the inside, it's usually like this mauve or, you know, orange or that dated, you know, like a, this is like an 85. And if you get up to like an 88, which is like the one I'm looking at, uh, the insides are not so, you know, a lot of times they are pink or whatever, but they look a little bit more modern. Uh, this, and I like the arrangement better than these. Uh, this is 83. says it right there in the window. Um, but if you look at an 88, so uh, these horns up here are matched. They're musical horns, which is it's, just, it's crazy. Like you can just drive down the road like a freaking ice cream truck and, you know, or drive through the RV park. There's a video on YouTube where there's two Wonder Lodges following each other. It's just like this one, as a matter of fact. And uh, they're playing their musical horns. Uh, let's see if I can find that video. Um, 
it's so funny because I find these videos and then I go back and think I can just look them right up again and pff, forget about it. Yeah, it's not, I don't see it. But here's one going down the road. Here's an 84. Oh, this has got music in the video. Oh, they turned it off. But the only scary thing about a big bus like that is the expense. Because they are, you know, expensive to work on, expensive, you know, you're buying a, you know, like a house on wheels. But I think maybe I'm ready for that commitment. Um, a big class A. Yeah, you know, I never thought I would be a guy that would ever, I was never that guy. I was never a fan of big A-class motorhomes. I just thought they looked like, you know, big whales going down the road, you know, like I'd see people, you know, I'd see older people driving them and stuff and go, you couldn't give me that thing. You can't give it to me. But when you are vehicle dwelling on a regular basis, uh, over a longer period of time, I'm not going to lie to you, you start, you start uh, longing for that extra space or I have anyway. Uh, and what I want is like Chris built this uh, off-grid schoolie. Chris built this off-grid schoolie to be, you know, like his, you know, he's, he's looking at it as a 10-year thing, maybe longer. And then when he sells it, he's going to get a nice little chunk of change. And so that's kind of what I'm looking at. Uh, Richard Kimple said, wood, fire, stove, heater, et cetera. It really is a beautiful thing, but it has taken him years. Yeah, you've seen it, Richard. Yeah, it took him three years. And I bet you he's just in the solar system. I can tell you this just in the solar system. He's got either he's probably got 15 to $20,000. I would say 20 grand just in the solar system, nine battleborn batteries. Now he's, he's a, he's a battleborn distributor or whatever. So they probably gave him them batteries at cost. So unlike us poor people or, you know, as people are, are as fledgling YouTubers who don't, you know, get these, you know, endorsements by these battery companies and stuff, he probably got the batteries, you know, for us, it'd be a thousand dollars a piece. They're like $998 or $889 a piece for those Battleborns. He probably got them for cost. So, uh, but he's still got nine of them, uh, nine Battleborn batteries. Then he's got 1,700, I think 1,700 watts of solar uh, panels. Uh, then he's got the, the high-end inverters and all of that stuff, which is the, God, it's the Australian. I can't think of the name of it. It's that funny blue. Uh, but, you know, he's got a lot of money in that bus. But it's a house. I mean, the thing is a house. It's a rolling house. And... I'm just not talented. I'm not a carpenter. And I don't, you know, if I enjoy carpentry work, uh, I, now I love his build. I think that's the way to go. If you're good at carpentry, now I can do carpentry. I'm just too lazy to do it. Like me framing in a bathroom, I can do it. I mean, I can lay a shower pan. I've done all of this stuff. The problem is, is Chris Penn is probably 35, maybe. 36 now, 37, you know, I don't know how old he is. He's somewhere in those 30s, I would imagine. I'm not, you know, I'm 50s. So when you're in your 50s, I did that kind of stuff when I was 20s and 30s. I don't want to do it anymore. It's weird how that works that way. Now, there are people my age that still do it because Wes, 
uh, with Transcendence Existence, I think Wes is a little older than Chris. He may be in his 40s. But me in my 50s, I just don't see myself building out a rig. Now, I've looked at a couple. There's a Bluebird right here by me that's like $7,500, but it's completely been stripped. It has nothing on the inside. It is an empty shell on the inside. Uh, and it's really in my price range. I could sell the Snap-on truck probably and go buy the Bluebird. It's a little older model, but I would have to build that thing out entirely myself. So I'm to the point of looking, and if I get like an older Bluebird, like an 82 or 83, like I said, the interior is so dated, I'm not happy, I wouldn't be happy with that interior. But if I can get up into like an 88, then I like the interiors in the 88. Does that make sense? Am I making any sense here? Am I just talking to myself? Uh, let's see. Let's jump back in the room. We're going to end this thing. We just had an hour. We're an hour and five minutes. Uh, Richard Kemple says, but he'll never have to pay for electricity ever again. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, he can go out to Arizona, park that thing, and, you know, live in that thing continuously for months at a time. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rolling house. He's got a split system on it. He's got a split system air conditioner that works off the solar. I mean, he did that rig right. And my thoughts are, if I could get, if I could find the right Wonder Lodge, uh, I would have the same bones that Chris built his rig out. Uh, because, you know, the Wonder Lodges use all real wood. There's none of that laminate wood or, you know, none of that flimsy, you know, those flimsy walls. Like, you know, you walk into like even a really nice RV, a nice, you know, Winnebago RV. You walk in and you close the bathroom door and the whole goddamn wall shakes because it's made out of card, that little thin, you know, eighth inch cardboard or whatever it is. It's just little laminate board. It's not even real walls. I mean, you could just literally push your hand through it. Uh, uh, the Bluebird Wonder Lodge is not built like that. They are built... Uh, you know, they are built like tanks. And anybody that knows anything about them will tell you that. They were built uh, with real wood. I wanted you guys to hear the musical horns. I mean, it's 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 uh, it's actually kind of just it's it's literally just I don't know, dumb to have these musical horns, but it's just it's kind of cute, you know what I mean? That's a they just got the horn working on this one. So like if you drive through a parade, you got a freaking parade horn. Or it's like a freaking ice cream truck or something. But they all have these horns on them. They all come with these freaking, uh, these musical air horns. And they are air horns. There comes one. And so if you do have a bluebird, it is a big deal that your horn works. Uh, there's bluebird, uh, there's blue, uh, bluebird owners groups, and they even have like a, a big meetup like at these RV parks ever, you know, a couple of times a year or whatever. And uh, it's a big deal if your horn doesn't work. They want to get your, the other bluebird, bluebird owners want to help you get your horn working. It's kind of funny. Here's an 84. I've seen this video. This is a nice one. I just think it would be good bones. I mean, that's that's exactly like the one I'm looking at, but the one I'm looking at is four years newer. This is an 84. 
This is the little older front end. But anyway, uh, it's just kind of what I'm, you know, I talk a big game, but I mean, I don't know what will happen, but I've just, uh, it's kind of what I've been throwing around. Um, this guy, uh, Inspire with Words, he's kind of a hippie dude. Everyone and uh, he lives, he has a Wonder Lodge. He's kind of a van lifer. He kind of built his out like a hippie on the inside, though, kind of redone it, which I'm not a big fan of. But, hey, different strokes for different folks. Anyway, guys, uh, that's going to, we still have eight people in the room, but that's going to do it. Uh, uh, Richard, good, thank you, buddy. Yeah, we're, we're wrapping it up here. I appreciate it. Got to go. Uh, good night, Rav. Uh, thank you, buddy, for uh, dropping in, Richard. It was really good to see you. Eve says, you would need to like what it looks like to feel good about it. You would need to like what it looks like. Yes, exactly, uh, Eve. My whole deal is if, is if I got like an 84, like let's say like an anywhere of the eight, the early 80s, like 82, 83, 84, 85, 86. Uh, if I got one of those, the interior, I'm not a big fan of that. Those interiors are very dated looking. Like Bertha's an 82, but the interior looks amazing in Bertha. But those Wonder Lodges, you know, they have like that funny looking mauve pink, like the sink and stuff. The bathrooms will be, the toilet will be pink uh, or that real light blue, that funny old light blue from like the 70s and 80s that was so popular back then. So I'm not a big fan of those interiors. So then I would want to strip it out and, and probably build it myself. But like if I got like an 88, if I could get like an 88 on upwards, which you can't because they're so expensive, like an 88, you know, they're sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000. But if like I found this one that's like a gym, if you can find one and get it and snatch it up, you've really, you've, you're, you've done something. Yeah. The eighties colors, man. I don't know what they were thinking. And we all thought those looked good in the 80s, that freaking, you know, like even in the 70s, if you think back to the 70s, like I remember like when my parents went uh, appliance shopping to buy new appliances for the house that we had renovated. And uh, my mother's choices were like this, this mustard gold, olive green, uh, red, like this deep red, and I think black and then white. And that's was that was the appliance colors and like who would I don't I don't even know what we were people were thinking back then. You know I see these newer RVs like uh, the new Prevost or Provost am I pronouncing it Provo or whatever they're called. Uh, you know like my uncle had one, and I see them like with these new lighter interiors like with a that wood laminate floor but it's like that light gray, and then like black furniture and you know white walls and I'm like oh my god it looks so good. You know, it's not like the old freaking, uh, you know, like even if you get into like the 90s RVs, if you go through the 90s RVs, it's all wood. It's all this old like uh, honey colored wood. It's not even like a nice cherry, cherry wood. It's like this old like light pine looking just just looks like crap to me. Like Winnebago, all of these like 95, uh, even to 2002, 2005 RVs. It's got all this old wood looking stuff. I hate it. Trav, man, you are something else, dude. You you donate to this show like damn near every time I have one. Thank you, Trav. I really appreciate that. We're getting ready to wrap it up, so I'm just going to drop you on there with Matilda. 
But anyway, guys, I want to thank you so much for joining me. I just kind of ranting today. Uh, uh, as far as California, I wish I was out of California. I'm ready to get the hell out of California. I don't see a lot of work for me coming up. Uh, but I'm going to be... I'm going to be producing some regular videos. If you didn't catch the first of this video, I was kind of complaining about YouTube uh, demonetizing my last two videos. Even the one with the, the, you know, I said, what is the object over the sky in West Virginia? They demonetized that one. So I've got to be really careful, like what I title these videos so it doesn't offend the gods at YouTube. So they take all the money away, money making opportunity away from my videos. Now, fortunately, this video here made $43, but it's because of Matilda and Travman. But the problem is, is it shouldn't have to be you guys. You guys shouldn't have to be supporting this show, giving me money. It sh I should be able, if I put the work into it, YouTube should let me make the money from YouTube, but they won't do it. Um, they keep demonetizing my stuff because anything that's a little bit controversial, they don't, they deem it ad unfriendly. So I've been studying their algorithms and I'm going to be, you know, coming up with more vanilla which isn't as eye-catching, you know, but it's uh, that's what they're, I guess, they're trying to curtail is they don't want you putting out clickbait titles. So I understand that. So I've, I'm understanding their algorithm a little bit more and how you can label your videos so they're not controversial and and uh, still get a bunch of, uh, you know, of views on it. So, but I'm probably going to, I may end up cutting this show back, uh, the live show, to only one a week on Wednesday, and I may put out regular uh, produced videos on uh, Monday and Friday, but we'll see. I'm not, nothing's in stone yet. I'm just twirling this stuff around in my head. I also want to say that my plan was to have a new video for No Bad News on the first, and it's already what, the fourth? So I set everything up uh, to do, to produce a new video for Nomad News. It's everything set, still set up. I had to move this light back over here cause I had to use it today, but I tried to do a new intro and then I was going to get another intro done and none of it happened. So, you know, the one thing when you stop doing videos, trying to get back on that horse to get it going again, uh, and get those, uh, creative juices flowing. It doesn't always work as easy as people think it does. Uh, random nomad says fake wood. Yeah. The fake laminate. I'm not a big fan of it. You know what I mean? That's one thing I love about Bertha. When you walk into Bertha, she has one wall. That's the, the, this wall right here. When you walk in to Bertha to the cabin, this wall right here to the right of you, that is a fake wood, a laminate wall. And it's very flimsy and, you know, it's, there's nothing to it. It's just a, it's just a divider wall. It doesn't even, you know, there's no door or anything. It's just a divider wall. Uh, that's the only fake, like fake. And then I guess the bathroom walls where the door slides to the bathroom, I guess I can't remember, but all of the other wood in Bertha is teak, like a sailboat, like all of the trim, like even the, even the paper towel holder, the spice rack, it's all teak wood. Everything in Bertha, all of the, the, the wooding wood rail that goes around the upper uh, bed part for the over the cab, it's all teak wood, which I, I, it's real wood. You know what I mean? When I look at a rig, I like real wood, even though it's heavier. Uh, I like real wood. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this thing up. We're 15 minutes after uh, Peace and Positive Vibes, Random Nomad. Uh, Matilda, 
Thank you so much for the $40 freaking super chat. You are a freaking superstar. And Trav, man, you oh, you, you, you are as well. I really appreciate it, guys. Uh, if you didn't hear, uh, see, Eve says, what about your other channel? What days are you going to upload there? So, Eve, I'm going to be trying to do Nomad News a lot more um, frequently. So, probably... Uh, I will probably be even doing Nomad News videos even when I'm doing the live show. I'll be putting Nomad News videos up. They'll go up in the morning, and then you'll see the live show at night. So I don't know exactly what days yet, Eve. I'm still trying to iron it out. But, uh, oh, my gosh, Eve hit me with this $4 super sticker, too. Um, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. And for you guys that may have, got, may have gotten in here late, our good friend Eve, a Brooklyn English Bulldog, she has the COVID right now, so let's uh, all, uh, you know, let's all keep her in our thoughts and prayers and uh, and make sure, uh, you know, I think you still have my uh, number. Do you still have my phone number, Eve? If you need anything, please let me know. I think you're here in Orange County with me. I'm in Fullerton, so if there's anything I can do for you. I've already had the V, so I'm not too worried about catching it again. So if there's anything that you need... Uh, I know when I was sick with the COVID, I didn't have anybody. Uh, my boss, Serena, had flown to Indiana uh, to be with her parents because they both had, or her dad had the V and was in intensive care. So I didn't have anybody. So I couldn't even go out to get me something to eat. So I went like a week without even eating because I didn't have, I, I had like some ramen noodles and stuff, but I was too blown to get up and make that kind of stuff. So, um, if you need anything, Brooklyn Eve, uh, be sure to reach out to me. You can actually email me at ravholly at gmail.com as well. If you don't have my number, but I think you have my number. Or just send me a DM on uh, on uh, Facebook or Instagram. Uh, I'm coming up on my last days of being banned for 30 days on Instagram. And that's going to be one of my new videos. So there's going to be new videos coming here, guys, that are not the live stream, just so you guys know. I'm going to be producing. I have to do some short form videos because people don't watch these long form videos. Only the people that are a fan of the show watch them. So I'm going to be uh, doing some short form videos with topics on this channel uh, that aren't just the live stream. If you guys didn't catch that earlier. We still have eight people in the room. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, I don't have the intros and outros queued up today. Uh, so uh, we're just going to say peace and uh, chicken grease. You guys be good. And we will see you guys back here, if the good Lord's willing, on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That is 9 p.m. Central and 10 p.m., I believe, on the East Coast. And until next time. Have a...